The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here we go. going on guys this is your host lcr and alor talia farrell welcome to another episode of the lcr media podcast today i was a guest on another episode of a new podcast the learning with leaders podcast with chris pegnia he owns busy beaver lawn and garden um, landscaping up upstate new york where they get tons of snow so he's really focusing on bringing a ton of snow content um, as well as all the other great entrepreneur um, leadership you know, um, knowledge and folks, uh, from different businesses all over industry, right. Um, such as myself. Uh, so, but, but, you know, he definitely has a lot of experience, you know, up, he's up by Buffalo, New York up there. So they get a ton of snow for those that, that know, you know, if you don't know, they get a lot of snow. I mean, you know, there's Buffalo, New York, and then there's Canada, you know, I mean, like it's, uh, you know, they get a lot of snow up there. It's pretty much as far North as you can go before you're getting into, you know, Canada and all that stuff. It's the furthest point, furthest Northern part of New York state and all that. So he definitely knows snow and he's been getting a lot of a lot of great folks on his podcast for snow, which that'll be here before you know it, even though it's August, you know, it's people probably already prepping for snow up there. Um, but at any rate, um, he's got a great podcast just starting out um, several episodes in. He's a great guy, a lot of business experience, a lot of business knowledge, got a that's a the busy beaver lawn and garden is, is a big business up there. Um, so he's doing a lot of great things up there. And he's bringing his knowledge to his podcast and interviewing other leaders in the industry. Um, so anyway, I, I was on the episode. Um, so this is just as usual, per the usual, this is a snippet from that episode. So you guys can check that out um, or so you guys can listen and then go check out the full episode on the Learning with Leaders podcast um, on all major platforms. So hopefully uh, I'll see you guys there for the full episode. Um, and I'll have that link, obviously, in the episode description. So hope you guys enjoy. Um, and thank you to the Toro Company for listening to the LCR Media for sponsoring. <laughs> I'm sure they listen, but thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media podcast. And thank you guys, as always, for listening. So I hope you enjoy the snippet from today's episode, Learning with Leaders with Chris Pegnia. Back to your original question. So now going way back, um, I, I always had like a, I guess like a green thumb ever since our first, you know, like house really. Um, we, we only had, we've only, this is, we've only had two houses. I mean, we've, we've usually just rented places, but I'm, I'm from the state of New York actually. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm from Albany, New York. So. Oh, you're not far at all. Four hours. Yeah. 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 So my wife is a couple hours South. She's, she's um closer to, she's from Middletown, New York, which you may know because you're from generally New York, but you might more know Newburgh. Have you heard of Newburgh? Yeah, and, I know Newburgh. And, and Poughkeepsie. Yeah, yeah so Poughkeepsie. yeah, so Middletown is the next one. It's like Newburgh, Middletown, and Poughkeepsie. It's like a little tri-city 
situation there. But so she's from there, but she was going to school up in Albany. So that's how we ultimately met why she was even up in that area. So that that's how we, we met and, and eventually, you know, fell in love, got married, um, wanted to have kids. And, you know, the, the typical thing is to move, <laughs> to move where, where your what, where your, where your spouse, where your wife, you know, lives and all that kind of stuff. So we just pack up and head on down to Middletown and, and, um, that, that got old quick. Um, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, she was like, man, I don't, I don't like this town or what the heck, you know, she, she got over it real quick. Cause it, it's like, you know, sometimes it's sad. Your hometown is like, why am I even like, what, like you go back to your hometown and you're like, oh man, this is, this is not what I remembered it being. You know, it's like, you want to kind of get outside of that bubble and explore the world, you know, not just be in, in that, you know, some people live in really good towns and, and, and that's great, but <laughs> Albany's, eh, Middletown's, ugh. So, you know, we were just like, we, we need to, we need to move on. So that, that's how we ended up here in Virginia. But I'm original. we're both originally from New York. And when we got our first house before the one that we have here in Virginia, it, it was up in the, it was actually over the border in Pennsylvania because where she lives in Middletown, it's really close to the border of New Jersey and uh, Pennsylvania. <clears throat> and so it was better, cheaper taxes, better, um, property size for the, you know, we could get like an actual house built from scratch back then. This was, I don't even know how many years ago this was now, probably. Uh, I can actually do the math because my son is 18. So it was about 18 years ago when we got our first house there. Yeah. Cause he was just born. He wasn't even one. I don't think yet um, when, when we moved there, but at any rate, so it was around 18 years ago. So we, at that time in New York, it was ridiculous. The taxes, the property, the house, all the, all the, cause people were coming would take the New Jersey transit down to the city and, and they would just work there. Right. And they, but they lived in these nice houses. They got their New York city money, you know, their Manhattan money. And they were living the dream up in Middletown and Newburgh and Poughkeepsie, just that whole general area was just an influx of people that like kind of relocated from Manhattan, Bronx, all, all those areas, but they had good jobs, marketing, office job, whatever they're doing. And they just transplanted their whole family up there, but we're still making, you know, Middletown money, you know what I mean? Newburgh, Poughkeepsie yeah. money. So we couldn't really afford, like it, I was tough to be able to, you know, the housing, all the, all the prices just skyrocketed so they can, you know, keep up with the demand of these higher um, income folks. So it, it, it was a struggle, but so we, we discovered that in Pennsylvania, we were able to get a, a house built from scratch on one point something acre. Granted, most of it was woods, but you know, still it was one point something acre for the same amount of money not even talking about taxes being like a fraction, but the same amount of money that we could have gotten a trailer, a single wide trailer back over the border in New York, not even a double wide, a single wide trailer on point something of an acre, like literally just like enough grass to put the trailer there. And that's it. Like this is mind blowing. So we, so we, we moved into Pennsylvania and I commuted back and forth to work. So like 40, both of us did um, like 45 minutes, you know, back into Middletown and, and we would, you know, do all that. So that's when I got my green thumb because we had a house and, you know, grass and all that stuff. Everywhere else that we lived, apartments, townhouses, whatever, it was always taken care of. It was just part of the thing. And I, I never really paid much attention to any of that. I was in retail management my whole life. So I, I was just like the corporate guy, the management guy. That that's that was my thing. I mean, I started like part-time cashier in retail in college and it escalated quickly to me you know, becoming part of the management program and, and realizing like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with my life with this whole college thing. So let me get my associate's degree and just kind of, you know, dip out and, you know, see where this retail management thing takes me. 
Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1500 to 3500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com, and of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with TruckMate. TruckMate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed from the tarp roller, allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. TruckMate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on TruckMate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the truck mate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. And that was kind of where that where that went 15 years later, and I was all burned out. But um, during that time frame, you know, we had a house for, for the majority of, of those 15 years. I met my wife shortly after I started retail. Um, so she was with me for almost the entire thing, and it was it was rough. And there was a lot of ups and downs because retail is, is tough. You know, the hours, the um, the 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 customers, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, and that the demand from the, all the managers, 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 you know, it's like office space, just like, you know, people just breathing over your neck and, you know, TPS reports and all, all kinds of nonsense, you know, it's just never ending. I was wondering if you were going to, if you knew what I was going to say, but yeah, so I mean, those are inside jokes for those people that saw those movies or, or no, but, uh, you know, that's literally how it, how it is. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Um, and you're like, okay, yeah, so-and-so already told me that. So-and-so already told me that. You're like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, so it, it got really stressful for sure. But during that time frame, I really found my green thumb just taking care of my own lawn. Like I literally was like learning everything um, from trial and error. You know, there was no Internet like this. Like there was an Internet. Facebook had just become a thing, and it was like super popular with like moms and housewives and stuff. They were playing Farmville and doing all their stuff while they're at home. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot of information and YouTube wasn't really 
anything. It was, I don't even know what was on YouTube 18 years ago, but um, it, it, it just really wasn't, it, it, it wasn't really anything, you know, like uh, um, when you Google stuff about lawn care, it was like go for software and stuff. I don't know if you even heard of that or remember that. Yeah. Super old school, man. You know, where you had to, it was a program you put in your, <laughs> in your computer, your, uh, what, do, what do they even call that desktop computer? I don't know. You know, something like that. You put in your hard drive is craziness, but <laughs> instead of like, there was no cloud or anything like that. So so I just had to do things the old-fashioned way, like everybody else. Just learn trial and error. I spent all, I spent a lot of time at Lowe's and Home Depot. You know, um, all the mom and pop type shops, like the Ace Hardwares. You know, everywhere that kind of stuff, and looking at all the gadgets and gizmos and all the tools and you know all the different types of grass seed and and um, you know all the different cover for seed like peat moss or straw or whatever. You know, um, the mats. You know, they're supposed to be like biodegradable or mowable or where those things are trash, you know, like all of these things. I tried everything because I had to start from scratch, unfortunately, for whatever reason, because, you know, like being in Virginia anyway, this is never a thing. But for some reason, when we got our house built in PA, that's all they did was build the house. Like they graded the property around the house, put in the driveway, put in the house, all that, and then the, and then just left. And there's just nothing but dirt and rocks everywhere. And as, so there's no grass. They didn't put sod down. They didn't throw down seed, nothing. You would kind of think that maybe there was some seed, like, like nasty landscape seed or something. I don't know. But maybe there was something there, but it just looked terrible. Because I, I can't imagine they were allowed to just leave it like that because of erosion and stuff. Like, you know, the dirt would just be running down everywhere. I don't know. But it was definitely not grass that I recognized at all. Like, I wanted a nice, you know, a ni- we want a nice lawn. So we're out there picking rock, you know, digging up rocks, you know, every, every day after work. My wife and I would take a section and we'd dig up rocks, pick up chunks of trees and roots and just chuck them and rake it and smooth it all out and try and get some sort of a nice graded area and we're just learning this stuff from scratch you know blood sweat and tears and we did that until we did the entire property which it wasn't the part that we wanted to you know put grass in it wasn't um you know a huge area but it was enough that it took a long time for us to be raking rocks and digging stuff up and all that but that's how 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 I really started to learn all that was you know what kind of seed the different types of seed cool season warm season you know, germination process and, uh, you know, reading the bags, you know, of the stuff, you know what I mean? On the backs of the products for fertilizer and grass seed, it tells you, you know, Scott's, you know, gives tells you all these different things. I would ask like people at the big box stores, like that they have like little the, the reps, like the Scott's rep or whatever. And he's going, he's doing his inventory and checking all stuff. And I'd ask him questions or them questions. There'd be some books. Sometimes I would find like a book, at Home Depot, book at Lowe's, you know, they have like a whole section of books for like home improvement. And one of them would be lawn and garden. And I got one from each. And there were some different things in each book. A lot of stuff overlapped, like cool season grass, warm season, you know, like common sense stuff. But there'd be little extra things that I will learn. So I just was really self-taught and did a lot of trial and error until I got like the most lush carpet lawn imaginable. And I just love striping the mess out of that thing with my uh, little Husqvarna self-propelled 21 or 22 inch mower. I was just, just killing it, you know? And like, it was to the point where, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the neighbors' wives, a lot of the housewives would ask my wife for like tips from me to help their lawn look better. And, you know, so I was that guy, unfortunately, that probably all the guys hated because I had the nice lawn and, you know, their wives are like asking my wife for tips. And I'm like, oh man, 
that's probably not going to go well at the poker games, you know, but <laughs> and the uh, little little uh, adult parties that we have, you know, we're just hanging out and drinking and having a good time. It's like, man, I'm, I'm not going to be the life of the party. That's for sure. But I was definitely the envy of the neighborhood. My lawn just looked amazing. And being where we were in Pennsylvania, it was very woodsy. So, you know, lots of potential for weeds and shade and sun. And it took a lot for me to figure all of this out. Like I want, you know, like it took me a lot. It took a lot for my grass to look the same and grow the same everywhere. Shade, sun, all that stuff, proper watering. Like I had it all figured out, really. I, I had it all dialed in. And somebody, uh, as I think it was. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. My, my mother-in-law actually said once, because I was mowing the lawn and they were going to the pool on like a Saturday, and it was like a hot Saturday, probably in August or something. They're all going to the, my whole family's going to the pool. And um, my mother-in-law was like, so... She's like, oh, I feel so bad for you. And I'm like, why? She's, I was like, I'll meet you guys there. She's like, oh, you know, why feel so bad for you? You have to mow the lawn. And I'm like, I enjoy it. I was like, why? I enjoy doing this. I mean, I'll, I'll catch up with you guys. I don't need to be hanging out the pool, you know, another hour or two, you know, sooner. Like, I'll be there. And she's like, oh, wow, really? Like, thinking like I hated mowing the lawn or something. I guess some people don't really enjoy it and they just do it because it's a necessity. But um, and I was like, no, I really en thoroughly enjoy this. This is like therapeutic, and, and and I love the finished product. And she's like, oh wow, would you do that if someone paid you? Like all giggling about it. And I was just like, probably. She's like, oh wow. And that's literally like something that sparked. I mean, I can, I, I guess I should give all the credit to my mother-in-law, right? But yeah. uh, you know, she she really sparked that. You know, in, in inside my brain of like, huh, I never really thought about that. And literally at that time, again, this is maybe maybe 15 years ago at this point, but you know, it was, it was, it was a while ago, but then again, not that long ago compared to how far we've come. But back then there were no chucks in the truck. There were no mowing only companies. There were no fertilize, fertilize only companies other than maybe, you know, a big, a big national chain or something, but it was not a commodity to have someone just come mow your lawn or, or come and fertilize your lawn. You had to have a landscaping company that came and did all of it. A big company that came and did your bushes, did your mulch, did your fertilizing, did your mowing, did any other side projects that you wanted, like your patios or your walkways or fixing something or redo your driveway or what it was, it was landscape companies. And and there was literally one, we were friends with one of them. And I remember, and he lived not too far from where we were and cause he was at all the parties and all that. And, and we went, we went to his house for something. I think we were we were trying to build a walkway. So we were getting all the stones and we were going to different places look for him. And he was like, you know, you could just come pick up my scraps. You know, I always have like a bunch of broken pallets and things like that. You can come check them out. I'll give you like, you know, whatever the price was like, you know, a good discount for him. Um, and versus so we could save money. So we went to his house one time and it was very intimidating because he was on this mat. I mean, just picture like a landscape picture a nowadays, landscaping yard, you know, where there's like pallets of just material everywhere, trucks and trailers everywhere, skid steers, tractors, piles of mulch and dirt everywhere. That, there was that after you drove like this long dirt road, because it was just for him. It wasn't like 
people were going there and loading up mulch. You know, that wasn't even a thing. He was delivering the mulch, you know, for homeowners if they really wanted to, you know, do five yards of mulch themselves. But, you know, I'm sure there was people, obviously, that did that back then. But he was – that was all his supply for his company. But you drove this long, you know, dirt road to get up kind of up the hill and you're there and there's all that stuff I just said. And then you look further up the hill and there's his house, this big, beautiful, epic house way up there at the top of the hill. And I was like, man, this is – this is really intimidating. I don't know the first thing about building this kind of an empire. Like I, I just, I just want, want to cut grass, and I didn't think that was a thing. It, it really wasn't a thing in, in, in Pennsylvania anyway. In my area, I'd never heard of it. There was no, you know, Google wasn't pumping that kind of stuff out. YouTube wasn't talking about anything like that. It, it just didn't really exist. But, but it was just kind of like an idea in my head that just kind of marinated there, I guess, over the years. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.